This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters, welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm happy to be back. Uh, I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm great. Did you bring me any tacos from, from Austin, Texas? <laughs> uh, I didn't. I, I wish I could. I wish I could import the entire taco industry from Austin over to New York. It's it's like New York pizza and bagels, man. They're just better in Texas. I, I can't explain why they're so much better. Uh, but it was like every single one that I had was better than like every taco I've had in New York in the last 12 months. So. I refuse to believe that water plays that much of a factor (laughs) into our food. I mean, I'm not a a nutritionist or a scientist, but such is the claim of New York bagels that they're better because we have this special kind of water. (laughs) Uh, So maybe that's what's happening with the carnitas down there in Texas. That must be it. Yeah, they're they're big on the breakfast tacos, too. So I think that's a big factor. Uh, Brandon, uh, I thought you you and Tom did a great job last week. Thanks again to Tom Campbell for uh, being a fill-in host. I like that you sort of gave him like the main host chair like he was sort of hosting you on the podcast he was yeah i like people to make me feel comfortable and (laughs) uh that is really tom's specialty yeah he did a bang Mm -hmm. up job and we should also thank the fantasy football scout and joe who hosted us early saturday morning 6 a.m new york city time for the (laughs) scout cast breakfast club at a game week 30 so i think i've finally recovered from waking up so early yeah, the, that Breakfast Club is, uh, you should you know, you can listen to it as, you can watch the YouTube or listen to it as a podcast. Um, but they, uh, yeah, it's really the highs and the lows in the first five minutes there where I talk about uh, how I'm going to be doubling up on Goita and AWB, which like basically didn't work out in real time, like uh-huh. <laughs> I started. Uh, but then I also talked about captaining Sterling. So it was really like a, a game week of, of some serious highs and lows. I feel like we got some really swingy scores, didn't we? Yeah, I feel like that game week 30, uh, it it's emblematic of this season of FPL in so many ways in that it was very swingy. There were big highs, big lows. A lot of it hinged on getting the captaincy right. Uh, yep. And um, yeah, you, you had a better week than I did. Uh, speaking of the captaincy, should we just run through our scores here real quick? 
Sure. Um, yeah, I, I had a better week. It was a strange week. I mean, I had nine players who did nothing effectively. I guess I'll get an assist, but I'm going to count that as nothing because he could have done a lot more in that match. Um, nine players who did nothing. And then Jimenez came through like he always does. Uh, and then Raheem Sterling had an amazing 15 minutes, um, all of which I missed because I was actually walking. Um, I was doing some errands and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't get back until uh, like 15 minutes in the second half, by which time he'd already been. Uh, subbed off with his hat trick <laughs> so it was like yeah. i mean from a from an overall score standpoint i'm happy with 66 i know that some people had even bigger scores but i mean 66 seems pretty good all things considered um and it looks like i'm just around the top 2k in the world i might be like i was at 1999 and then i think the paul pogba yellow card sort of pushed me just at, just around 2000 so uh, well, it could have been the greatest prince song of all time or at least <laughs> exactly. it was for for the year 1999 it was the greatest prince song now we're i think we're yeah. back into when doves cry it was a, it was a weird game week where the score is good but i kind of didn't have any fun you know because like i didn't see anything <laughs> I, all I, all the matches i watched nothing good happened you know and yeah, i'm just looking right. through my team right now i've got these all just ones and twos like all over the place um and then i got this 42 from sterling and uh which obviously i, I mean i don't mean to complain because it's, it's a good it's a good score but it was just um it was not like a weekend where i like really had a lot of fun with fantasy so you know but whatever we move on uh, how about you yeah well, it, it felt like an, a weekend of complete anarchy. Uh, first of all, you had Paul Tierney overturning the call from his linesman for that first Raheem Sterling goal, which um, <laughs> yeah. just absolute, absolute madness. And then yep. Sunday, we're recording shortly after the United-Arsenal game. Uh, you had a pitch invader there. You had the pitch invader um, assaulting Jack Grealish in the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- yeah. absolute foul things happening. But it, there's this weird... A sense of anarchy that permeated game week 30 for me <laughs> and um the anarchy also continued into my own lineup in which i had no man city coverage at all so uh the sterling hat trick really did bury me and i'll finish on 49 points which will probably be right around the average maybe slightly below yeah. bacon was saved by a very late goal by eden hazard which yep. of course if he does anything he gets his is three bonus points. So yeah, right. I'll be taking that. And the Jimenez goal, you know, you saw a lot of people on Saturday really rise in the ranks on the backs of Rondon and Vardy, who came good mm-hmm. with their goal. So uh, the Jimenez goal was pretty vital in terms of helping managers like you and I sort of keep pace with what happened on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I, I, very I, disappointing. I thought I just, I felt like he didn't, um, he was just, totally static i mean he just he doesn't do anything except stand there and yeah my eye test read on that chelsea wolves match was that and the commentary picked up on this too is that chelsea was just incredibly predictable and wolves all they had to do was get everyone behind the ball and and that was very much it It took a moment of brilliance and just a narrow alleyway to open up for totally nothing sorry bob sorry ball about it right it was just like 90 minutes of them being ineffective and then like one he gets like you know all the leather on the ball once and uh and then he's got 10 points in the match so yeah i mean just another note on hazard or and and chelsea because we will have we will have to talk about this team for our game week 31 preview but you've you've felt like there was a little bit of magic dust in the air when William when William came on for Jorginho and he and Hazard had a brief little um 
head to head um, meeting and you felt like they're they're saying to each other, OK, so we're just going to play like we'd like to play and not the way our manager would like us to play. I mean, yeah. that didn't fully bear out, but you would like <laughs> to see a little bit yeah. more from Chelsea uh, as far as like, like, let's just turn back the clock a little bit here. I think the one the big talking point from from this is it's sort of interesting the way how in some ways it was an interesting game week because a lot of the players that people started to bring in for game week 31 came through. Right. You had Mm -hmm. had Vardy and um, and you had uh, Rondon. Yeah, obviously had Harvey Barnes as well. Um, And uh, yeah, it was just but then you also but then a lot of people didn't have Man City, which was sort of like. So it really it really balanced things out in an interesting way. I mean, I, I really, Ashley Westwood, most transferred in player <laughs> of the last six weeks. That's incredible. Uh, what a lucky goal too! That I really uh, surprised yeah. that goal stood. Indeed. Uh, yeah, it was a game week where goals like you were kind of shocked they stood. Um, but I, I, you know, I I think the uh, one of the big talking points will be Mo Salah just you know picking up five points and. Um, I think it really changes the way a lot of us have to now think about Game Week 31. We're gonna so basically this podcast is going to be about Game Week 31. It's a it's a it's a really interesting game week. Uh, you know, you only have ten teams that are playing. Um, you know, a lot of them are not like effectively a couple of them like in Huddersfield and Fulham are just teams that you might as well not even count, right? Because um, mm-hmm. they're so shoddy from a fantasy point of view. So you basically have eight teams that are playing. Um, and now you have some injury concerns with some of them as well. So it, I think, you know, and it's just, it's such a big game week. And so we'll talk mostly about game week 31. We have a short lightning round, uh, where we'll talk a little bit about game week 32. Um, but other than that, it's going to be kind of like quick in and out this game week, because, um, I don't think anyone's really, it may be worth looking ahead a little bit, but I mean, part of the problem with even talking about game week 32 is, you know, they haven't actually announced most of the game week 32 fixtures yet. Right. I mean, we're yeah. sort of just guessing, you know, like we yeah. have like a vague idea who, who might play in those matches, but it's it's not locked in, you know. And so until we, you know, until that is, it's kind of hard to talk about this stuff. You know, you can't even really build a perfect right. game of 32 team yet because you're like, well, maybe if they play, you know, so um, I think it is a little tricky. Yeah. And obviously we'll know just as soon as the um, the FA Cup quarterfinals, yeah, the quarterfinals are played and then they can announce the TV schedule. 32 is actually farther away than we we might think because there's an international break between yeah. 31 and 32. All right, so uh, let's let's do some housekeeping first. Sure, right, Josh. Let's do it. Uh, we'll we'll thank our new Patreons. We have a new producer patron, uh, Oyavid Anderson. Uh, big ups to Mr. Anderson there. Lord Sorloth at the Lord Sorloth level, Jonas Vig, Vic and Obi, Adam Peach, and Leon Cantwell. Thank you to you guys. And at the Embicani level, Brendan Lee, Josh Clem, and A.A. Ranjan-san. Thank you to all our new Patreon members. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating for more information this is a place where you can just support what josh and i do on the always cheating podcast and you can get some cool stuff uh in return we're now doing two podcasts per week it's this free podcast that you're listening to and for our patreon subscribers we have our kitchen table sessions that go live typically on a thursday night later on the week when we have more information we talk a little bit more about the tinkering we've been doing with our own teams and the q a's with our patreon members that's true and the kitchen table one was one I did this week, and I made a very strong case for uh, captaining Sterling, and uh, and stuck to my guns on that one. Um, there was a, there had been a question about um, what you do if you're leading your league. Like, do you start to get more conservative? You know, if you're leading your league this far into the season. Um, and my feeling is just that you just have to keep playing your game, um, and that you just have to keep 
captaining the player that you think will do best. Like I don't look at the ownership below me. I don't look at what people are, you know, when I'm, when I'm leading that is, you know, I don't look at, you know, I don't try to cover people. I just try to play the best players who I think will score the most points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, no, I, I think that that is kind of, that should be the general rule of thumb. Field the best 11 every week as best you can. I mean, obviously you can't have everyone all the time. And right, this course. is the point in the season where we fall into these traps where we're really trying to set up for like what we're just about to talk about, game week 31. So I moved out all my city assets in favor of Chelsea players. I'm rolling into game week 30 thinking I'm all set. Right. Dot, dot, dot for game week 31. I was not all set for game week 30. Yeah. So you can lose sight of that uh, if you plan too I guess, far ahead. I guess at the end it would have made a huge difference for you, right? Because maybe you would have capped Aguero if you still had him, but he, he only picked up five points too. So, um, Yeah, know, I, I was yep. thinking about that. If I had both Aguero and Raheem Sterling, I think the temptation to captain Aguero would have been too much and mm-hmm. I would have gone with him as, instead. Yeah, he was the overwhelming anytime goal scorer, um, you know, odds later going into that game. Like I, I think I would have done the same thing. Um, so, uh, you know, it was just a fluky moment, too. And I think, you know, once that kind of crazy, um, you know, once that like crazy offside decision was awarded a goal, I think that I think there was like a 15 minute stretch there where Watford were just like, oh, screw this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. All the air. See, maybe it was just me sitting on my couch and I was having trouble breathing myself. But um, (laughs) yeah, you you saw all the shoulders on Watford, you know, from from the guys on the pitch to the sideline just drop in utter desperation. Yeah, I I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was walking down the street. I was about 10 minutes away from home. And that first goal, I see offside goal from Sterling. I'm like, ah, damn it. You know, I'm just like, uh, because I had such a bad start to the day with Felipe Anderson getting subbed and then um and then i'm walking and i was like well they like awarded it and then um there was like a second it was like hard to follow i was like did he just get three goals in 15 minutes it was like an insane yeah sadio mane-esque right back when he was at southampton and scored that lightning quick uh hat trick yeah exactly so it was a it was a it was a lucky one for sure um brandon should we take a break and uh get right into game week 31 I'm happy to do that, Josh. We'll be back in a <laughs> moment. Like, like I phrased that as a question. Like we were going to do something different. Like we just stop the podcast and go like shoot pool or something. I'd love to. I'll see you there. <laughs> All right. All right, Brandon, we're back. Game week 31 is coming up in, uh, I don't know, six days time, um, like like normal. Uh, there are just a bunch of bad matches. Ready? Let's, let's, let's list them all off. Here's the, here's, okay. the three bad, here's the three bad matches on Saturday. Uh, Bournemouth, Newcastle, which, okay, that could be kind of fun, I guess. Burnley, Leicester, West Ham, Huddersfield. Uh, and then Sunday, you've got Fulham, Liverpool, and Everton, Chelsea. I guess Everton, Chelsea could be fun. Of these five, maybe you know, maybe Liverpool Fulham. It's true. Everton Chelsea have a history of fun matchups. Do you remember that six three match? Um, it was this is like maybe three seasons ago now, where they oh yeah they were just kind of trading goals back and forth. The Diego uh, Costa feel, match. I feel like there has been it's been a while since we've had. Uh, we saw some really high score lines this weekend, but I feel like it's been a while since we've had a match where teams are just trading goals back and forth. All right, Brandon, I'm going to start this off with a question. We, we, similar questions from FPL Rockstar and Jeff Wachman, and I think it's a great way to start off this conversation. Uh, all right, you ready to like roll up your sleeves and do this? Are you ready? You got a pencil and paper there, Brandon? 
I'm just pulling the pencil out from behind my ear right now, <laughs> adjusting my green visor. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, put your put your arm garters on. Mm. Get ready. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. Your perfect game week 31 starting 11 if you're using the free hit chip this week. All right. So I think, you know, even if you're not using your free hit chip this week, which I think most people, um, I don't know, the majority of managers aren't. Um, I think talking about the ideal game week 31 starting 11 is a good way to at least think about the kind of transfers you want to make too. Yep. 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 So, I agree. So you want, let, let's work through the back here. All right. And let's just assume that budget is not a consideration. And I actually think okay. that I think that's a reasonable assumption to make if you're free hitting because um, it would actually be hard to spend a hundred million <laughs> yeah. with some of the Brewster's level. millions. Yeah. Level, yeah, I mean, there's only like you know Liverpool and Chelsea, the only two teams that have players even in that eight, nine, ten million range. You know, so right, right. Um, so let's just do the just the best. All right, so if I was free hit chipping, and I, of course you have to take into consideration you, you only have three max players here. So like, yeah, and maybe if the best keeper option is Allison, but let's let's put him aside because we probably want to have three other Liverpool players. Definitely, right? so, definitely. So which keeper? Who's the one keeper you would like to have for Gaming 31? Well, I'm very biased because I just brought Fabianski in, but I and you know, he you and so I kind of go. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two points. He was one <laughs> save away from giving me a nice uh meaty three-pointer. I yeah. mean, I'll take two points over uh, whatever Goita got you, but <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just can't deny that a home match hosting Huddersfield, that's the best defensive fixture that you could possibly hope for. Yeah. So um, I do think that we have to rate Fabianski pretty high on this list. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's hard to it was hard to watch them get so embarrassed um, away to Cardiff and still feel like you'd want anyone from that team, like a single yeah, player. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was shocking. It was shocking yeah, to watch. But but Huddersfield like almost literally can't score. Like I'm not, I think <laughs> I'm using literally correctly in this case. Like they I believe you are. You, you could ro- they could roll the ball. Like there could be no keeper in the go- in goal and they could still not <laughs> score in this game. So uh, I think I think you're right. I think Fabianski is a good shout just for game week 31. I think if I was thinking yeah. of 31 and 33 as a set where in 33 they're away to chelsea i i don't like him as much mm-hmm. um and i think in that case uh, i might look at our archer archer Burich, who uh, is the player that i brought in uh yeah. this game so maybe we're both just biased against <laughs> well i will say and, and this this will come up more as we talk as we go through the other 11 but bournemouth will be really appealing heading into 31 because they have both 31 and 33 are home matches for them right, right. and i think that makes them they they play so much uh they have higher a higher level of quality at the vitality yeah i exactly i i totally agree and um yeah i really wish i would have started it was silly not to start you know honestly i I think i just didn't think it through enough you know and if i had i would have started him there i think it was because i made that transfer so late i mean i think i brought him in you know with eight minutes to go before the deadline i just i just wasn't you know, I don't know. You know, sometimes like it's, you can't really think clearly until you have the player in your squad. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you're just focused on the transfer. So um, yeah, it was think, like getting a new toy and you brought uh, Arthur Burrich into your home and you didn't want to take him out of the packaging just yet. That satisfaction of <laughs> yeah. looking at the new toy or maybe it's exactly. a, 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 some, something else where you just don't want to take it out of the packaging because it looks so cool. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I don't see any besides those two. I mean, I, I wouldn't really want... I wouldn't want Dubrovka. I wouldn't want Schmeichel. I wouldn't want, mm. you know, we, we talked about Heaton in an earlier podcast, but not, I, I just don't know how you could bring in a Burnley defender even. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, given yeah, how they've looked. And, yep. and Kappa, I just, I just see Everton scoring in that match um, at home. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I'm just not super impressed with Chelsea's defense right now. And I, 
kind of think that they're going to concede a goal in that match. Well, and and a broader stroke here, as we could talk about with Liverpool, I think Liverpool and Chelsea, they have the most attacking potential in this game week. So why shortchange that potential by bringing in one of their keepers, mm-hmm. even with a defender like Aspilicueta or... Um, David Luiz on Chelsea, who who could be on a set piece or Espilicueta playing really nicely on the wing with his crosses at the moment. Mm-hmm. To bring in a keeper on either of these teams is really hamstringing the uh, the attacking output that you could potentially get. Very good point. Um, and so let's let's talk about those defenders then. So if you let, let's say you're going with a three four three, right? Three defenders, four midfielders, three. Um, three forwards. Um, yep. I think Aspilicueta is definitely one that I would have. Um, yep. Would you Would you consider doubling up on the Chelsea defense? No, I wouldn't. Um, it's sort of like you could look at you, you could look at it the same way you do with Liverpool, where there seem to be two schools of thought. Are you putting more faith in their defense or more faith in their attack? And Chelsea have been uh, very ragged this season. I mean, they haven't been they haven't been all conquering in, in their attack either. But mm-hmm. if you look at Higuain and Hazard in particular, I think that the the potential I see there is higher than what I see from their defense. Even, I mean, just as you say, I don't see them keeping a clean sheet easily against Everton. So yeah. why not go for broke going forward with these guys? So one, yeah. one is plenty for me. I would have liked to have seen Higuain play a little bit better um, today. It definitely worried me a little bit. I mean, he's already in my squad, so obviously he's not going anywhere. But um, yeah, I think I think I, I think I'm with you there. Has anything changed about Liverpool? Now, in, in previous podcasts, you and I both advocated for the two Liverpool defender, one midfielder approach. But, mm-hmm. you know, we, obviously we got a, you know, brace from money, actually braces from money and Firmino today. Um, and Salah looked, yeah, looked the poor. perfect, the perfect anti-defensive double up talking <laughs> totally. point. Right Just there. a game week that made it like impossible to know the best three players there from Liverpool. It's a little bit of a concern too that, I mean, so Trent went off possibly injured, although now it sounds like he's probably gonna be able to play on Wednesday um, in the Bayern match. Um, so Trent, but maybe there's just enough like worry there that you wouldn't want him now. Um, so maybe I I'm not, I might now consider going with just one Liverpool defender. If, if I was free hit chipping, I would consider going with one Liverpool defender, probably Van Dyke, maybe just to be safe. Okay. Um, Assurance of starts, that sort of thing. Assured of starts, exactly. Um, especially going into the international break, you wonder if he might give. I don't know. Robertson probably plays too. You know, what, I'm just gonna, I'm actually going to take that back. I would just go with Robertson because he's such an attacking force. Yeah. Um, and I'll just take the risk that maybe he doesn't play. Um, so I go. Um, Ro- he's I think got he that will, Scottish yeah. blood, Josh. He doesn't need a rest. He should be fine. He, he's I'm a sure hard man. start. So yeah. uh, I would go Robertson, um, Aspliqueta, and then I think with my extra defender, I would actually. I think I would consider a West Ham defensive double up, and I might go with Declan Rice as my third defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I mean, his attacking prowess, Declan Rice's, has been great. He put that shot uh, this weekend off of the post, and mm-hmm. of course, he scored then in game week twenty nine. So he's he's emerging as you know as as I have described him as the maybe he'll be um, Eric Dyer two Flash forward five years from now. <laughs> yeah, but maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah um, I like you, that. You call mean it. super disappointing and like holding <laughs> back his team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. I mean, I I took um, I went for Lascelles uh, a few weeks back, and he did well for me until now. This knee injury in the minus one. I mean, apparently yep. for for my FPL team, it's not a game week without somebody in the negative points. It was Pogba in twenty nine. Now it was Lascelles with the minus one. That was tough. Thirty. 
Yeah, I was surprised. Um, I didn't see that until I was looking at some some numbers afterwards. And I so what happened? He got a yellow card. They conceded two goals, and then he got subbed off with like a a knee injury. Yeah, they they brought him off. Uh, he made it to halftime into the locker room, and then they subbed him off. He's got a knee complaint. So, uh, Dinnery's website premierinjuries dot com has him down as a twenty five percent free chance. advertising. <laughs> yeah, that one's for free, Ben. You know, next one's going to cost you, buddy. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's not looking sorry, good. I, I talked over you. you said twenty five percent chance. That's yeah. That yeah. isn't. That's yeah, not good at all. Twenty five percent chance. So then I'm I'm in this position where you know I'm sure I, I speak for a lot of managers listening out there where if you've brought in someone who has um, a, a match in game week thirty one. Mm-hmm. But they're they're at this like say up upwards of fifty percent risk of not starting. Yeah, you just kind of have to roll with them. I think mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. unless unless I hear that Lascelles is definitely not going to play in thirty one, then I have to roll with him. If I hear he's definitely out, then yeah, I think I I think I'm with you, Josh. I think that maybe it's a West Ham double up. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's we'll talk about hits in a minute too. Um, so maybe we'll we can talk a little bit more about your squad then as well. But uh, let's let's get into the midfield uh, yeah. for now. Okay. Um, all right. So is Salah still a must? If you were free hit chipping, would you would you have him in your squad? Okay. So finally, uh, we can make this comparison where Mo Salah and Eden Hazard can be talked about in the same sentence, in that they are just. Um, hyper untrustworthy FPL assets at this point in the season. You know, granted, a sad um, day. It, it is sad, and you know, a lot of us have been out here defending Salah, you know, to our core as best we can. Yeah, we've done it for thirty weeks on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take the season as a whole. Of course, you've got you know a, a, a massive points there. He's way high up in the stats, but. No, I just don't. Th- he's he's clearly 100% out of form right now. He got tackled yep. every time he received the ball. Anytime he's clear on goals. Now, two weeks, two game weeks in a row. I think clear he, had on a hat trick. he had a hat trick of assists in a sense based on two like giveaways like yeah. you know three feet from the goalkeeper yeah, yeah, i was yeah. surprised people were i mean i guess like it's just like if you're if you're as if you're captain him it's just so frustrating to see that happen but i mean clearly those two yeah. goals weren't assists so. you have to advocate for your guy josh whether you're of right course. or wrong i mean sterling completely. still sterling still celebrated that uh uh completely unjustified goal <laughs> that he was given no, so but you, did know, you, you just go did for you it. think did you think salah should have got assists for those two tackles no, not at all. No, okay. and, and I captain and I yeah. captain Salah, and I mean at that point yeah. I, I sort of had my head buried in my uh, my duvet, so um, mm. I was just yeah. like kind of I was in kill me now. I don't even mode. know what that means. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I I think Mane with that performance has talked himself into my hypothetical free hit, um, mm-hmm. but. Honestly, I think this Liverpool aside with in terms of its attack is a complete coin flip. Salah could still uh, produce in game week 31. You can't totally write that off. And that's why I think I still err toward their defense because the attack is still a complete coin flip. Granted, they are uh, playing at Craven Cottage and Fulham is complete. It's it's a disaster there. So they could score 10 goals. But as we saw against Watford, those ten goals could all come from Liverpool's defense. Sure. So, do you, so you're saying that you would have two in a free hit chip situation? You would have two Liverpool defenders and one midfielder. Uh, all right. I guess you've called my bluff there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you've got to have two. Yeah, I mean, free hit. It's 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 Mo Salah still and 
Mane, I think. I think so too. And um and then and then I think I think I would not go for Mina despite the temptation, mostly because I think there are other quality forward options and we're going to talk about those in just a second that you yeah. can use instead so yeah. i think i think it's less essential um so yeah so we've got those we're going with uh with with Mane and sala and then i think Hazard is a given right yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. You know, i mean as i said he's he's just as flaky as mo Salah right now but um he can do it he's he's healthy he will play it's a yeah. risk worth taking there's a dearth of quality midfielder options in this game week, you know, I mean, Burnley don't really have anyone. I mean, like, okay, you have like McNeil, Westwood. I mean, but these aren't players who you're going to expect to get any kind of explosive return from. You have yeah. you have Ryan Fraser and Brooks, who we can talk about in a second. West Ham is a mess. Um, you know, uh, Chelsea, we, you've got Hazard, but you don't really trust anybody else. Uh, we already talked about Liverpool. Fulham, there's nobody you'd want. Everton, I mean, maybe Richarlison. I don't know. Like, it's not like you wouldn't be excited about that. No, I, I totally agree. I think you just go really premium with Liverpool and Chelsea and then plug the holes with those Bournemouth yep. guys who you were mentioning. Maybe, maybe, I mean, and and though the, the peripheral midfielders are a great place for you to take a punt, you know, guys mm-hmm. like Almiron uh, or, uh, yeah. you know, Harvey Barnes. Like a, yeah. We've got like a lightning round of either or questions that we're going to get to in a minute here about Gaming 31. And uh, so would we're you gonna rather? Talk about, yeah, would you rather? And a lot of these are... Um, are for player pe- people who are not free hitting. So I think that I think a lot of unanswered questions will get answered there. So okay, so we've got our three, we got our three defenders, our keeper, our three midfielders. Uh, for the fourth midfielder, who are you going to go with? Yeah, um, let's just say if if we believe that Everton are going to score on Chelsea, Richarlison seems like. Well, okay. I'm, I'm, let me talk through this. It's like I'm on Who sure. Wants to Be a Millionaire right now. Sure. Okay. So the case for Richarlison is he's he's a fun attacking player. Then you're like, well, what about Guilty Sigurdsson? He's on pens. He's been in pretty decent form, though. Um, you know, again, he he falls into that flake midfielder category. Bournemouth, yep. um, Bournemouth may be the strongest shout because you fact you factor in the game week 33 fixture. All right. Now I'm now I'm mixing my yeah. chips. Okay, here's the, here's the other here's the other um, thing that's in Bournemouth's favor. It's very specific to Game Thirty One. They're about to play a Newcastle team that doesn't have two of their starting center backs. Yeah, in Char and um, and Lascelles. probably Lascelles. Yeah. So they're they're sort of back in form. They just had a nice little two nil win yesterday, um, and now they're about to play a Newcastle team that doesn't have two of their strongest defenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That I, to me, that to me makes an argument for for Ryan Fraser or David Brooks. I guess I'll just go with Fraser based on his form. Um, you know, um, I mean, Brooks is Brooks. Brooks has great numbers all season, but um, they, I don't know. Like, I mean, Fraser just scored a goal and an assist. Uh, let's, you know, maybe that's like me doing the bandwagon thing a little too much there, but I, I think it's reasonable. I think it really is reasonable f- for the fact that Fraser is really relied upon with a dead ball set pieces. I mean, Brooks will take a corner as well, but if it's a dead ball and not a shot on goal, um, direct shot on goal situation for Fraser is most likely to be putting that in. So I think that is a good hedge. All right. That brings us to the forwards. Um, all right. This is a little tricky, I think. Um, I think that you have a lot of different contenders here. Um, I'm, I'm just going to name the three that I would have if I was free hit chipping. Right? Okay. You can tell yeah. me if you agree or disagree. Yeah. Um, I would have Jamie Vardy, who I have to apologize to. Not that he cares or 
ever listen to this podcast, but I, I have been, uh, I have been calling him old, slow and washed up for like the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks totally rejuvenated and, um, I'm glad to be wrong. I like Jamie Vardy. I am. I'm glad that he's doing well. I wish I would have brought him in over, over Gonzalo Higuain. Um, but I, I would still have Higuain. I want, I want Callum Wilson, Jamie Vardy and Higuain. Those are the three that I want, especially when I cast my eye to game week 33, where you have our Chelsea play West Ham at home. And uh, I'd like to have him for that match. Yeah, I can't disagree with you on any of those picks. I mean, uh, you have backup options like Rondon and Ashley Barnes. Sure. But uh, they... It's just hard to compare them. I mean, I agree with you 100% on Vardy. He looks rejuvenated under Brendan Rodgers. He also has the penalty threat. Callum Wilson, I mean, he just speaking of just in time, in Japanese culture, I learned this in my supply chain economics class, Josh. Japanese mm-hmm. automotive industry, they invented this system called the Kanban system, just in time mm-hmm. delivery. And that mm-hmm. is what Callum Wilson is offering you for Game Week 31. It is Kanban Wilson, as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I I think um, with the Ra- the Rashford to Callum Wilson move, for those yeah. of us like you and I, we can't do a like-for-like, like, a Ford for oh, yeah. Rashford to Jamie Rashford, Vardy. Rashford, Rashford's done, right? <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Like, now he's just creating chances for Lukaku that Lukaku can't convert. Like, that's uh, his, nah, that's his new spot in the lineup. Like The thing, the thing I re- realized ridiculous. about Lukaku watching this Arsenal game is his whole thing is, you know, if, you're, if you're at the tip of the spear, you're making runs into the box, you're, you're timing those runs so you get there right when the ball, to meet the ball. Lukaku yeah. is so lazy, he picks his spot <laughs> Uh, and he gets there before anyone's ready, and he's just yeah. kind of standing on the penalty spot, waving his arms, being like, "I'm ready." Yeah, I think people go too far with the Lukaku was fat thing. Like, like first of all, like I'm like definitely fatter than Lukaku, and you probably are as well. Um, there's no probably about it. We both are, you know, for sure. Like he's <laughs> yeah. like a he's like a professional athlete. We've but, seen the data, um, <laughs> but I mean, like. I think it is a reasonable question to ask whether he is fit enough to play 90 minutes twice in a week, right? I mean, by the yeah. end of that Arsenal match, he was he was done. I mean, he was yeah. cooked. Like I, I'm amazed that he <laughs> stayed on. I mean, he just he was he's very he's very clearly not in the in the shape that where he could keep playing in that match. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually glad that I saw it to it. I mean, I wish he would have converted any of the many many chances that Wilson that that uh, Rashford set up for him. Um, but I'm glad that I saw it because that is going to stop me from bringing him in in game week 32. Um, because, um, he might do well in one of those game weeks, but he is definitely too out of shape to, to do it twice. I can't believe we've gone this long without talking about Steve Mounier. Uh, any, any temptation <laughs> there, true. Josh? Uh, yeah. First on the bench there. Yeah. I guess you're going to fill up your, you're going to fill up that free hit with some, with some Huddersfield players, right? Some like real weirdos. Like, yeah. 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 My main, my main man, Phil Billing. <laughs> All right, so next question. Uh, okay, we're getting into the either-or questions here, Brandon, at least a little bit. Okay. Uh, Nav555 says, how seriously should we be looking at non-Sala captain options for Game Week 31? I think pretty seriously. We were talking about Sadio Mane and um, you know, concerns about him being a streaky player, but now we yeah. have confirmation that the entire Liverpool attack is streaky. Mane is the form player, and it'll yep. be... It's it's not a crazy decision on top of the fact that it'll still be kind of a a, a cheeky differential for you. I really like that pick. So po- overall point being, yeah, there are lots of other options. Yep. I was amazed how, how little the Mane brace like hurt me in terms of my rank. Yeah. I thought it was really mm-hmm. going to crush me but it was um he's just not just not that owned at least among the top like you know 10k 100k 
So, um, even, you know, Hazard's kind of the same way, actually, although that's going to change pretty dramatically um, going into Game Week 31. So I think, um, yeah, it, honestly, I'm going to wait until the Bayern match to decide who my captain is this game week. Mm-hmm. There's, If I had Sadio Mane, he would be the player that I would captain. The only way that I would have Sadio Mane is if, like, Trent Alexander-Arnold is, like, injured and out for a month, right? Where right. Just, there's just no way he's going to play. Um, in which case, I'd probably burn four to take him out, and then I would have two Liverpool players, and then I could move, um, I guess, Sterling to uh, to Mane for one game week instead of Hazard, which is the, the plan move right now. Um, but, I mean, Hazard away to Everton, I don't love him as a captain in that one. Um, I mean, Robertson is kind of a tempting captain. Like, I don't know. I'll probably just chicken out and Captain Salah. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, I think it's reasonable not to captain him. I mean, yeah. are there anyone, are there any non, I mean, what about Callum Wilson at home to Newcastle? I mean, that is like a pretty decent captain shot there. Yeah, I, I do agree. Um, Callum Wilson, I mean, com- coming off of the, his, uh, first performance back where he's got a goal, but you know, I, I don't want to dwell too much on that because Fulham are, they are shipping the most goals of any team in this league. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I think to recommend anyone go outside of Liverpool, even though yeah. that means I'm recommending just a total template, sort of a, sort of a captain pick. It, it just seems foolish to go anywhere else. I agree, especially in a game week where, because there are so few teams, it's the, the decisions are pretty binary. You know, it's mm-hmm. like A or B it's not, it's not A, B, C, D or E, you know, like it's, it's just a couple Decision. So I think it is a time when I think that caution is probably the way to go. I I, I probably will be captaining Salah, but it, again, if I had Mane, I would captain him, and I don't think that's being, um, I don't even think that's being risky. I think that's just kind of the logical move, yeah, uh, based on on recent form, right? right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, all right. I, I, I've been I've been playing around with this triple captain, uh, a Mo Salah or a Liverpool attacker, just to get mm-hmm. a, an additional leg up. Like, assuming Salah was on form heading into this full match, everyone like a hundred percent captaincy on Salah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's a, like a like a cheeky way to get another leg up. But um, yeah, I, I, I that's that's going to be too rich for me, even though I've been advocating for it for the last month. So I've got we got a bunch of questions here uh, about about hits going into this game week. Uh, Mr. FPL says how many hits is okay for game week thirty one. Um, uh, FPL Ant says if you have a f- full eleven that you can feel with no hits, would you consider taking hits to move players like Anderson or Richarlison? Um, and then says uh, the one that I'm going to that I think we should talk about though is from Alex Suarez says how much do you buy into taking hits before game week thirty one if you're free hitting for game week thirty two? So minus four, okay, minus eight, minus twelve. Uh, I'm going to make it back. I'm going to make it all back in appearances alone that I don't see why not. It says, am I crazy? Bring me back to reality. Okay, so one thing I do want to say here is that a lot of people are saying, well, uh, you know, um, a minus four is really only a minus two if you're not going to play that player, um, which I which I do think is true. And some people say it's a, it's a zero if you if that if you need a player for game like thirty three. The issue there, I think there's two issues there. One is there are a lot of teams who are probably going to end up playing in game week 33 because they're going to lose their FA Cup match. 
Um, I think the second thing is that you do have a transfer between gaming 32 and 33. So if you can get to 10, then going, then burning four again is not necessarily going to pay back in the same way. Um, and I feel like people haven't talked about that enough. I think the third point, Brent, I have a bonus point to add here, which <laughs> is that if you are if you are dropping players before game week thirty one who you want to have for game week thirty two, and you've built a lot of value into them, I'm thinking specifically about Paul Pogba here. Although I think mm-hmm. Rahul Jimenez also counts. Um, it will be if I moved Pogba and if I took hits to move them, so I had playing players in game week thirty one. I would never be able to bring them back in Game Week 32 because they would be too expensive for me to bring back in. So I do think these are all factors, and people can't think just about sheer points in one game week. Um, So I don't know. What do you think about that? That was a rant, a mini rant in the middle of the I I didn't think we were going to talk about bonus points in this episode, but there you are, (laughs) always bringing it back to bonus points. Um, The way I feel about it. Another point that I could make is uh, I I saw somebody on on a social media channel saying, if you're not fielding 11 players in any given game week, then you're just not playing the game. And I vehemently, vehemently disagree with this, that there is um, there is a long play here. And I, I don't agree at all that you should be fixated on fielding a full 11. And I don't think that you'll necessarily be losing ground if you don't field a full 11. It is going to come down to your captain pick in 31, and it's going to come down to a handful of marginal players that you may have brought into your squad. So um, with that said, minus four seems like the most for me, even if you were looking at fielding a team of eight or nine players, I wouldn't look to go beyond minus four because, you know, despite what you were touching upon there, the minus four is a minus two or maybe even a, a zero. You're still bringing them in for one or two games max and right. banking on getting a return from them, which is by no stretch guaranteed. Uh, so it, it it is it is still a gamble. Even if you believe it's costing you zero points, it's still a gamble because a lot of these players that you'll bring in, even the likes of Hazard, I probably wouldn't be touching Hazard if it weren't for game week 31. Obviously, I still wish I yeah. had my precious Manchester City assets. These are not guys that you want long term through the end yeah. of the season through game week. Yeah, Hazard, Hazard was one 90, 91st minute screamer away from having a two point blank in that match. Yeah, really didn't right, do any. Right. That, that old team, it was kind of weird. It was uh, actually, I feel like I saw this a little bit in the Man United match too, where I felt like it was just a lot of one on ones. And it, I didn't, I felt like we didn't see a lot of, actually, Arsenal is, in a, is a counter example here, but I feel like we didn't see a ton of team play today where I felt like people passing to each other and looking out for each other. I don't know. It just felt like I saw a lot of selfish one-on-one ball today. Um, yeah, right. And if, so, if you're, if you're yeah. not wildcarding in 34 as well, I mean, you, this is like Gladwell, Mal- Malcolm Gladwell-esque thinking, but isn't even a minus eight to bring these players in? Because a lot of the players you're bringing in, you're going to have to move out at some point looking yeah. at the double game weeks and down the stretch. I think, um, just speaking personally, I currently have eight players for Game Week 31, uh, and I have one transfer going into the 31. Uh, I'm planning to burn four right now and get up to 10 players, um, and that just that feels right to me. Um, I, I just don't love a lot of the... I mean, I have three Chelsea players, or I actually probably have two Chelsea players and, and three Liverpool players. Um, and then two Bournemouth players. I, I just, you know, it's, I'm just not like in love with, with the options that are available. And I mean, for me, I just, I don't really want to lose Jimenez or, um, 
or Pogba. Like yeah. those are just two players who I've just built up too much value in. So because of that, I, it limits my options a little bit. So it's going to be right now I'm planning on Rashford to Wilson and, uh, and Sterling to, um, the, the timing actually works out well with Sterling. I mean, it's great that he got the hat trick. Um, it worked out really in a, well in a lot of ways, but um, it's great they got the hat, hat trick right before this blank. So if I lose him, I'm not going to lose. Like he's not going to rise point three this week. You know, he doesn't have a fixture in game of thirty one. You're giving a lot of credit to the uh, to the larger <laughs> FPL community, Josh. <laughs> I know, I know, but like, okay, maybe he rises point one, point e to point two. It's I'm still okay with that. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm going to bring him out, and then I'm going to bring him right back in for game week thirty two. Um, you know, I'll be free hit chipping that week, but. Um, uh, the, the, the issue there is, you know, it's, it's kind of perfect for a free hit chip because I, there's no point in me holding on to him because he's not going to play in game 33 either. You know, not unless they lose a very easy um, uh, uh, quarterfinal match. Uh, they're, they're home to who are they home to? I can't remember. It's a it's a championship club, isn't it? Um, in uh, in the FA Cup. So they're, they're like almost certainly not going to lose that match. Um, so I'm not going to have him for game week 31 or 33. So there's just no reason to hold on to any of your Man City assets. Right. Um, you know, unless you built up just a ton of value. But I, I don't think that would really be true for any of those no, players, right? Not even I mean, Aguero, really. Not even Aguero, really. So um, so that's where I, I that's minus four. I mean, the other yeah. move would be I, I, I would consider in minus eight to move Doherty to, um, to Declan Rice. You know, that one might work out as well. I mean, then, but even then I'm banking on a clean sheet, right? Um, yeah. I sort of need him to, to get a clean sheet for that to work out. Yeah. Um, so that one, that one I'm a little bit on the fence about. Um, but I, I, I would consider doing that because they don't play in game of 33. So, and if I'm not planning to have Doherty for the, for 32, and I honestly don't know that I am because I'm a little worried about whether he's the kind of player that will start twice in a week now. Right, we've seen him get rested a lot yeah. uh, when they have uh, midweek fixtures. Seems like he's 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 a player that gets rested more than more than most most of the other defenders on that team. So yeah. um, we've seen that quite like twice in the last eight game weeks. So I, I guess a minus eight would be as much as I would take. I mean, that would get me to eleven anyway. Uh, but a minus four is where I'm leaning right now. Yeah, I have ten players right now, but it's not ten strong. Lascelles, as we mentioned, has got this knee problem. Belbuena, I'm actually feeling a little bit better about uh, after Cardiff made complete fools of West Ham. So you'd think Belbuena, now healthy and sat on the bench, would be likely to come back into the starting lineup for that home yeah. match against Huddersfield. So that's, that's true. But that, that's the power of positive thinking. And also, right. of course, my man Phil Billing in the midfield. It's not exactly a guy that I'm going to build any sort of um, strategy around. Right. So yeah, um, this uh-huh. is this is the this is the issue. I mean, you know, like especially burning four on a defender. I mean, you you won't necessarily make those back on appearances alone. You know, like it's it's tempting to burn four to turn Doherty into Declan Rice. Um, and if he gets a clean sheet, then I, I come out two points ahead. Um, if he doesn't, then I'm down two points. And then they play away, they play away to, um, to Chelsea in game week 33. Yeah. And they, he's probably going to get one or zero points in that match, mm-hmm. you know? So suddenly I'm looking at just a net minus two, uh, you know, from him. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't feel... Yeah. Like super enthusiastic about burning four to bring in any defenders. I think yeah, I think that's a really good point in that if you're looking to burn hits, uh, it's it's more advisable for midfielders and forwards as opposed to defenders for exactly the reason you say. All right, let's move on to the next question, Brandon. Danny Bean says, I brought Wilson for Frazier already. That partnership with Frazier was back with a vengeance this weekend. Mm. Is he a serious captain option or will not captaining Salah destroy my rank? 
I think he's a serious captain option. Uh, yeah. I think he's he's a hundred percent certainty to start. Yep. Um, and I, but again, I mean, for all the reasons, I don't want to like recap everything we just discussed here, rehash it all. But I, I think that you know, like you said before, Brandon Fulham concede more goals than anybody. They're terrible. Um, I think the concern would just be that you know Liverpool do play away to Bayern um, on Wednesday, and so even though they play on Sunday, it is kind of a fast turnaround. Um, I think the counter argument there is that they're about to go into a two week international break yeah. after that. Yeah. So it's not like they have like a, you know, another fixture coming up or like that. They're going to have like a nice long sort of rest period. Yeah. And I will not be the only one to make this point this week heading into 31, but goal difference is a striking issue with the, with the, um, the premier league title chase. And, uh, you would, you would wonder that Liverpool will target this Fulham fixture to try and, make up some of that ground in the goal difference. Now, does that mean it's the Divock Origi show? Does it mean that Divock Origi is a huge captaincy shout? No, no I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I mean, the way Danny Bean plays, I mean, Danny Danny is the uh, the chief member of the Gerard De La Feu fan club. I think mm-hmm. if you... You know, if you just if you're just feeling you you have a little swagger, you want to make a cheeky differential. Ignore what we've said about Liverpool, and try your luck with Callum Wilson. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I think it's uh, I. It's again, maverick. I mean, I guess we should say it, it's a little maverick for sure. But they they're good at home, and and Newcastle are likely about with, without two center backs. So it's a guy that Shar thing is crazy. What a um. A bad luck that is for anybody who brought him in. I know. It is. I I hope if you brought him in, you at least got one of his more recent goals under your belt before he bailed. All right. A couple more questions, and then we're going to take a break. Um, These are a couple more. Would you rather, Brandon? Uh, Gibran Chata says, would you go Frazier for Madison for game week 31 and 33? Or Frazier or Madison. Sorry. Yeah, I think Ryan Frazier is, is in the lead here at the two nice home fixtures. For Fraser, the uh, the uh, and and Bournemouth will likely set up attacking. Madison is slightly more appealing given the form of Vardy and Rogers uh, coming in, but it, it doesn't it feel a little more optimistic to recommend James Madison? You're sort of just trying to predict the future. Yeah, I mean, I I have been overly down on Leicester this season, and uh, I mean not overly down. I was rightly down on them for a long time. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, it does seem like, I mean, a combination of having a new manager who isn't kind of negative and running for everything through Mark Albrighton um, and having some good fixtures does seem to have driven to this team a little bit. So, I mean, I think they're both decent options. I would go Fraser as well, just based on them being home, them being very good at home uh, in general. And, I mean, you know, it's like a 60-40 kind of thing, but I would lean towards yeah. Fraser. Uh, final questions from Nervous Dan says, I'm using my free hit this week as I built my team for Game Week 32, but do I prioritize attack or defense? It's kind of a big picture picture question here, Brandon. Mm-hmm. If you're free hitting, you need to prioritize attack or defense um, with incoming players like Mane or Virgil, Ake or Fraser. So seems like based on the discussion we've had right now is that both of us feel like the attack is the way to go mm-hmm. with the exception of West Ham. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think, again, coming back to Chelsea and Liverpool, because these are the, the teams that Ned will likely be tripling up on with his free hit. We are definitely favoring uh, two attackers and one defender from both of those teams. And that, I think, speaks, as you say, to the broader picture of Game Week 31, where the upside will be with goals and assists and to, to make up ground with the, the hope of clean sheets. It's just riskier. 
Yep. Ex- yeah. Especially for hits. Exactly. So Brandon, I think we've, uh, we've talked about gaming 31 fair amount. We'll do it more on, uh, you're, you're doing the kitchen table podcast for our patrons this, this game week. So, yep. uh, we'll know more after the champions league fixtures are over. Let's take a quick break. And we've got a short lightning round focused on game week 32. Josh, I'm fascinated by this idea that fantasy is a game within a game. Uh, you know, the, watching football wasn't enough for us. We had to we had to put another game inside of the Premier League. And starting eleven is going to do you one better. They put a game inside your bloody phone. You can play daily fantasy with starting eleven with the Premier League anytime there are two or more Premier League matches happening. And this is a game that you can play for free or you can play for cash prizes what starting 11 does for you it gives you no restrictions the 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 shackles are off Uh, it's it's like how i wish that were true (laughs) what (laughs) only did to manchester united starting 11 is doing for your fantasy side you can pick the best 11 man squad for that particular day's matches with no budget restrictions starting 11 makes lets you tinker around with the lineup up to the first kickoff you can make three live in-game substitutions while the games are happening you feel like a real life man So join thousands of players who are competing around the world in English Premier League contests for cash and for pride. Josh, you can play starting 11 on two different devices. Can you name those devices? I can. You can play them on your iOS or your Android. And you and I have both established we don't even know what the other devices are. Like T-Mobile have a separate thing, or I your don't know. Palm, pod, your palm, a, palm pilot, palm obviously. Pilot, yeah. Flip phone, <laughs> yeah, exactly. One day they'll get there. Uh, so say you know, you're backwards. Absolutely. So say you're playing on your iPhone. Cash games are live uh, in the UK, US, Canada, and Germany. If you're on an Android, you can play cash games in the UK, or just pick up the app and play for free wherever you are. So today, just head to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store to download Starting 11 or visit starting11.io for more details. You can also find some video tutorials and tips there on how to get the most out of the app. We've already established the best 11 for this weekend, Brandon, uh, earlier on in the podcast, although it is broken up by day. So I think that the... um, yeah, the best 11 for that Saturday would be a very tricky thing to put together. You might even have to sneak in like a Huddersfield player just to just to make <laughs> up for it. Maybe the first time a Huddersfield player has ever been uh, placed into a starting 11 squad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so uh, pick up the app today and we'll, we'll see you there. All right. Sounds good. All right, Brandon, this is a proper lightning round this game week. You and Tom hit it out of the park last week, but you went a little long on your lightning round questions. Just a touch long. I thought we were very close, very close to the 30-second limit. We've only got four questions here, Brandon, and 30 seconds per question. This should take two minutes. All right, so set that timer. Okay. Here we go. TJ Crane says, I still have my wild card in all three chips. What would be a good strategy for the upcoming game weeks to use these chips? Um, I hate to tell TJ, but he might have wanted to – to think about this a little bit, a little bit sooner. Um, yeah, this is this is an epic question for thirty seconds. I'll just get that one out of the way at first. But yeah, I mean the the current strategy that Josh and I are going with is we we've built a team for game week thirty one, also with thirty three in mind. We mm-hmm. don't plan on playing any chips in thirty one or thirty three. Mm-hmm. The free hit in game week thirty two, so you can build a bespoke double game week squad. Uh, that's great. And then you wild card in game week 34. So you can again build a bespoke squad for the big doubles in game week 35. The, the, um, the triple captainship is really something that 
no one out there seems to have truly strategized on at this point. The right. The the perhaps some idea that you play it in game week thirty eight when there is a likelihood of these really I hate that score lines. I would not. I I do not like that move. Um, for th- well, first of all, I I think I don't know. Understand why everyone feels like they have to plan out when like seven weeks from now they've got to use their triple captain. Like okay, it's like just let the. I mean, Harry Kane like will probably have a, some good matches down the stretch. You know, I mean, there's yeah. lots of interesting options and. Um, but gaming thirty eight, I think, is too risky because you don't know. You don't really never know who's going to start even those right, matches, right? You know? Right, right. Unless you're yeah. like you know playing for the championship or for relegation or something. Yeah. Um, um, then b- yeah. backtrack to the wild card in game week thirty four, TJ. The the logic there is you can't play two chips in the same week, so the wild card in thirty four allows you to play the bench boost in game week thirty five. So it looks like thirty five is a strong bench boost, or as you say, Josh, a strong triple captain contender. Brandon, we just skipped a question. <laughs> we had four. Now we have three. Sorry to Dave Wagner-Lodo. We couldn't figure out how to answer your question in an interesting way. Uh, it was too high though, concept Dave. for yeah, us. Exactly. Dave That's a real, is a brilliant uh, guy. Real behind the too curtain, high concept. Yeah. Behind the curtain moment there. Uh, next question comes from FBL Ardvark. He says, how to navigate the post Game Week 33 landscape without a wild card? He says, asking for a friend. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one, and mm-hmm. it's going to take a lot of uh, planning. I mean, get mm-hmm. out a, a piece of paper and a pencil, maybe a spreadsheet if you prefer prefer to work off your laptop. Yep. But my recommendation is target these double game weeks in 32 and 34 and try to hit those as hard as you can. But um, leaving all the chip strategy and blanks and doubles behind, Look at these. Te- look at the teams that are the best long term. And Manchester City, it's just a gold bonanza anytime that they take the pitch. I would look at them. And like you're saying, your guy Paul Pogba, Jimenez, the guys who have been producing, who have the form that will will be worth holding for the long term. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, I did. I was in this exact situation last year where I wildcarded early, and I I got through it without wildcarding, and I actually gained ground on virtually everyone. I was actually the real issue was just that I just thought I was too far behind uh, when I played the wildcard, um, and I had too much ground to make up. But I, I, you know, from what I recall, I navigated it pretty successfully. I mean, I feel like I was even. You know, there were people who were bench boosting when I couldn't do it and I was still keeping pace with them, you know, in the in the doubles and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. Just load up on player on teams that have explosive potential. Right. Yeah. Or have yeah. just, you know, like, you know, just you know, there's only like two or three teams out there that actually keep clean sheets, you know, so focus on them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like don't do what I did. Don't double up on Gaita and Juan Basaka, for goodness sakes, you know, don't just do not it. good enough. Respect um, yourself. Exactly. Don't yeah, do that. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think just, yeah, focus on the best teams and don't focus on James Madison types who will get you one, three, seven, three, five, you know, over a course of five game weeks. They're just, those aren't going to be enough for you to make up ground or, or yeah. hold off other managers. Yeah. I don't know if this is too much of an axiom or a, sort of a, um, what do you call it when you look in the mirror and, and tell yourself that you're a good person, but uh, an mm. affirmation, but sure. But, Stuart Smalley kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, play play that game week that's immediately in front of you and play it as best you can. Uh, next final question comes from uh, El Tigre. says, when to use the triple captain if not in the doubles? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we, <laughs> I know. I, thought for, I didn't order these correctly. Uh, free hit in 32, bench boost in 35. There is at least a chance that we see a double game week in a, in a, one of, in, in a non-32-35 
match, right? Mm-hmm. Like it sort of depends mm-hmm. on some Champions League stuff and stuff like that, right? And how far some teams get. Yep. So I, I just don't think you need to decide yet. You know, I think that we'll know a lot more after the quarterfinals of the Champions League are over, after um, the FA Cup reaches the semifinals. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll have a lot more clarity. Even, even just after the quarterfinals are done this weekend, we're going to have a lot better sense of when some of these teams are playing. So um, I don't know. I just, I, I think you can wait. And I just don't, I, you know, I don't have any advice yet because I honestly don't know when the right time is. And I, I don't understand these people who are like, oh, it's got to be, you know, solid home to Huddersfield in 35. I mean, that's, you know, based on where they are, you know, in the Champions League, that might be like the, the one time he gets a chance to rest, you know. Right. Um, so it just it just really depends on the things that aren't the Premier League in some ways. Depending on how our wild cards shake out, uh, I would think about I would keep Harry Kane at the front of my mind for a triple triple captaincy chip. Yeah, likewise. For, even though they're they're in the Champions League as well as you're saying about Salah, but Harry Kane doesn't get rested when he's fit. Yeah, um, and I wouldn't be nervous about putting the triple ca- um, captain on him for fear of rotation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's that's like one thing I think we actually got right in this podcast was just we were talking about like getting on players early as like a differential and. Man, if you had brought in Kane, like the second he was healthy, it's eight one seven and eight for him in the last four game weeks. You know, I mean, I mean it hasn't really worked crazy. out for Spurs uh, writ large, but Harry Kane, you no, know, it's always... but that's but that's that's what that's what makes Harry Kane Harry Kane, right? Yes, yes, triple he's, captain material. He's fixture proof. He's he's you know the whole team's form doesn't matter. He'll, he can always find a way to pick up points. You know, even they really missed they missed an opportunity penalty. not casting Harry Kane in the new Netflix movie Triple Frontier. Because uh, I think Harry Kane would look great next to uh, Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaac, and they could I call him. Never even heard of this movie. Is this you haven't? <laughs> you no, truly, it's... you truly do have a, a two-year-old. Um, <laughs> what yeah, is well, it? Uh, oh, it's it's a made for it's a Netflix made movie where it's five guys: Charlie Hunnam, Ben Affleck. Let's see if I can name them all: um, Oscar Isaac and two other white guys and they are ex-military or their current military, but they've gone rogue. They're mm. off the grid and they're trying to capture some treasure from a drug Lord. Will they all make wow. it? Will they all survive? Is the risk too great? Wow. Sounds interesting. Another, yeah. another free plug. We're just, we're so many this game. Week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Netflix hit us yeah. up. <laughs> uh, all right, Brian, that is the end of the podcast. I feel like we kept it pretty tight this game week. It's it's a really tricky week for, for it feels like virtually everybody, no matter how you're playing game week 31. So hopefully this advice has been useful. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we'll have uh, a second podcast up in a few days' time uh, for our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to become a patron, you can visit patreon.com slash alwayscheating. Uh, Brandon, let's do a quick thank you to our patrons. Absolutely. Thanks to all these great producers, Mike DiPietro, Stephen Toomey, Sam Streak, Carl Rasmus, Lini Granley, Chris Howell, Raphael Khan, Martin Savage, Rick Brilsford, Jim Payne, Adam Benjamin, Max Chamberlain, Brian T., Trevor Ingerson, Chris Carter, DeBig Gaffer, Danny Evans, Bobas Kuhn, Tor Ferdland, Husby Carmichael Esquire, Ben Grant, James Holland, Matt Ritter, and our new producer, Oyvid Anderson. Thanks to all you guys. And don't forget to subscribe to Always Cheating if you haven't already. You can find the pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, wherever you find great podcasts. And if you have a moment, it costs you nothing and it really does help us out. Give us a five-star review on iTunes or, or any of those other platforms. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Hail Cheaters, Instagram at Hail Cheaters, Facebook.com slash Always Cheating. If you have a longer message or you really just want to send a heartfelt thank you note, Josh mm-hmm. and I are here for you. 
Find us on email, hailcheaters at gmail.com. All this information and more is at our website, which is aptly named what? Alwayscheating.edu. No, alwayscheating.com. That's, it. That's what it is. Always cheating. <laughs> it's not an educational website. It's alwayscheating.com is where you can find everything that Brandon just talked about. Do you think that one day we will offer a master's of fine arts and we could change it to alwayscheating.edu? <laughs> MFA in cheating, man. An MFA in always cheating. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll see our patrons on the kitchen table sessions later this week. But uh, uh, in the meantime, uh, Josh, I wish you good luck. In game yep. week thirty-one, yeah, same to you, Brandon. It's a, it's a, it's a really interesting one, and I'm looking forward to uh, to doing some some deep thoughts. I, I'm not, you know, I, I feel like I'm still like a little I, I, minus four, minus eight. I'm a little on the fence about that, and I, I I'm hoping that Trent's health is now the thing I'm monitoring the most closely. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, special hail this week from me to Red Dagger. Uh, great to meet you at uh, the Magician. Yeah, look, yeah, I saw some photos. Look, you guys I know you're. I know you're jealous. <laughs> uh, all right, Brandon. I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.